0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Ange Postacoglu remains the front runner for the Celtic job. We hear from the Scotland camp with their first pre-Euros friendly just two days away and Croatia and the Czech Republic decide to move their training bases away from Scotland for the tournament. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Hugh Keevans. And the reason why they have done that is because of our COVID-19 protocols which brings me to Ange Postacoglu because unless he's here by next Monday then he won't be at Celtic's first day of training because he will have to self-isolate and the people he will bring with him will have to self-isolate for a 10-day period. Two other observations I'd make, Andrew, about Ange Postacoglu. Number one is that Celtic need arguably the biggest rebuild in the club's history and they're currently in talks with a man who has no contacts in Britain and no contacts in continental Europe either. And lastly, what if the talks break down? He is, after all, the employee of another club on another continent And if anything should go wrong I wouldn't like to be in Dominic Mackay's shoes It might be a public holiday The sun might be out The domestic season might be finished But the talking points never stop So make sure to give us a call 0141 951 1025 Or you can send us a tweet At Clyde SSB I think there's only one place to start Of course The news broke on Friday That talks had stalled Between Celtic and Eddie Howe The talks obviously broke down It was a very lively show On Friday night Mm. Hugh It emerged after that That Celtic were in advance talks With another candidate Reports stating that This is Ange Postacog Currently the manager of Yokohama F Marinos in Japan Former manager of the Australian national team We've not spoken to you since Friday So what did you make of those Eddie Howe developments and, and what's happened since? I think that Celtic have botched the whole thing uh, I think that they showed no regard for their own stature and reputation as a club By allowing Eddie Howe to string them along for weeks and weeks The offer to Eddie Howe should have been withdrawn from the table a long time ago And having lost out on Eddie Howe For me, they've panicked And they've gone for the first man that they could get any advanced talks with And that is Ange Postacoglu I don't know, he could come here and be a great success But first of all, he has to come here He has to do a deal Uh, But secondly, he's a terrible risk because of what Celtic need to do The players who have to go and be brought back in And you have someone with no knowledge of Scottish or British football Because I was reading the newspapers this morning Former Rangers defender Craig Moore He's quoted as saying I mean he's played under Postacoglu He worked under him as part of Australia's staff In the 2014 World Cup um, And he's saying that he's spoken to Postacoglu That you know he's, he's sounded him out about life in Glasgow So it certainly looks as if this one looks as if it's on its way to Postacoglu coming to Glasgow. Well, you know, whatever Craig Moore thinks of it, or Ryan McGowan, who's been quoted everywhere, uh, it means nothing. He has to get here, Postacoglu. He has to immerse himself in a club who are in deep trouble. He's not coming into a, a positive environment. Celtic have had the worst season, arguably in living memory, uh, and he has to sort out a mess. Doesn't look good. 01419511025 is the number you need. Celtic fans, what do you make of this potential appointment? Bill is a Celtic fan up first. Bill, what are your thoughts? 
Uh, personally speaking, I don't think it's worthwhile going down the route of bringing this guy in. There's too many complications, first and foremost, in agreeing a deal with with the, the Japanese club, allowing him permission to come, and then when he comes in, he's got a 10-day period where he's, he's uh, in isolation. Um, he knows absolutely nothing about Scottish football. He's never been here. He doesn't know the players. Um, I think we should be looking for a solution closer to home. I know it won't, it won't please a lot of Celtic fans, but the man that I would go for, the man who's been an outstanding success this year, is Callum Davidson at St. Johnston. Well, uh, you know, many people will agree with you, Bill. Uh, the problem that Callum has, uh, people will say it's one thing managing St. Johnston, it's another thing entirely managing Celtic at a time when Rangers are growing increasingly strong in terms of their pool, their personnel. Uh, and have gathered terrific momentum uh, after three years of Steven Gerrard. Uh, but I, I agree with you that Callum deserves immense credit for what he's done this season. Could he transfer that to Celtic at this particular time? Debatable, Bill. Hugh, is it a very Scottish thing to look at Ange Postacoglu and his track record and say you know what because it's because it's different because it's from an area of the world that we don't associate with top top level football just mm. to completely write him off or do you completely understand the, the fears of Bill and many Celtic fans we've seen tweeting at us I have to understand that the reservations and misgivings that people have because Celtic do need a massive rebuild and here is someone whose only experience of European football in his entire career was with a Greek third division team uh, and that was many years ago. Uh, so he's coming in here with no knowledge of Scottish players, British players, players in this continent of Europe. Uh, and in a very short space of time, today, Andrew, 50 days from today, Celtic will play their first Champions League qualifier. 50 days. They have to sort out the squad. They have to bring in new players. They are desperately short of what's required. And at the moment, we still don't know if Ange Postacoglu will be coming to Celtic. Do you want to come back in, Bill? Uh, I just think that it's too much of a chance bringing in an outsider at this late stage to try and do anything. Um, I think what Callum Davidson achieved in a very short time, as I say, with basically the same staff that he inherited, um, to win two competitions, to beat both Celtic and Rangers... Um, uh, this season knocking Rangers out of the cup uh, there's a guy who's shown no fear uh -huh. and I think he's someone who if there are any players in Scotland that are worthwhile recruiting I think he'll have a good knowledge of them but it also gives him time to start recruiting from people within the UK or abroad if required Bill I could not detract from anything that Callum has done however to play the devil's advocate I would say Cup competitions are short, sharp, and you know you you need to have a burst of speed over four or five games, and you've won it. To sustain Celtic at this particular time over a thirty-eight game league season, to bring in the Champions League qualifiers, where you know Celtic were abysmal last season, uh, it's asking an awful lot, and I think it requires a more experienced manager than Callum currently is. Well, thank you to Bill. We'll speak to Thomas in Kilsyth in a second. But before that, 
I mean Ange Postacoglu may not be a household name over in Europe so it's probably important to hear from someone who knows a lot more about his career than we do Dan Olowitz is a journalist working for the Japan Times and here's what he makes of him He's very straightforward no nonsense uh, doesn't suffer fools not even gladly he is a fan favourite they love him uh, brought the team its first J1 title in 15 years back in 2019 he believes in what he's doing he believes in his tactics the players believe in him the club believes in him and he is just singularly focused on playing his brand of football and I think that the players the fans and even fans of rival clubs respect him for that and I, I do think it shows that he, he is one of the best managers in Asia uh, we've seen that with what he's done with Australia's national team we've certainly seen that uh, with what he's accomplished in the J League his plan A plan B and plan C are all the same attack 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 uh, playing from the back a uh, goalkeeper as a sweeper, just very vertical, very aggressive, lots of pass work. Uh, pretty much every attack they take seems to end with a shot. Uh, it's a very attractive team and it's very fun to watch them in action. The biggest thing that he needs to be a success at Celtic is patience. Uh, from what I've seen online, the fans have somewhat of a mixed reaction uh, to these reports. Uh, I, I do think that they have to understand that, listen, Coaches need time to establish uh, a pro their program and to lay out their philosophy. Uh, but if the fans back him, if the players back him, if the board backs him, then he can absolutely be a success. And this is a very well-deserved chance for him uh, to go to a big European club. Patience is not a commodity that you find in the, this city. Uh, the Celtic fans have demonstrated that this season. It took a cup defeat at home to Ross County to have them in the car park thereafter. Uh, and so on and so forth So, you know Reporters from Japan Or from Australia Can make him sound great Players who've worked under him Can make him sound great However There's an awful lot of work To be done at Celtic And a very short space of time In which to do it And you're talking about a man Who has absolutely no knowledge Of British or European football 01419511025 Is the number Thomas in Kilsyth Is dialed Thomas what are your opinions on Postacoglu and has, has that changed any of your opinions at all? Hi Andrew, hi Hugh. Uh, I, I just feel it's, it's, it's an absolute charade at Park Edges now, Andrew, to be honest. For me, I, th I, think, I think we already maybe knew Eddie Herbert wasn't going to come. You know, and we, we, should have, we should have had something in place for that instead of going for somebody that's, as Hugh said, has not got a clue about Scottish football. No, I play a bit bright football. You know, I, I just feel, I just feel selling. I, I just know what they what they make of them just now. I think first uh, of all, just, first of all, Thomas, it was very wrong to let Eddie Howe string this out for weeks and weeks and weeks. Dermot Desmond is always credited with being a man who can look into the eyes of a prospective candidate for the Celtic manager's job and know instinctively whether he's right for the job or not. He met. Dermot Desmond seven weeks ago seven weeks ago and they, they allowed that space of time to elapse before Eddie Howe said thanks but no thanks terrible waste of time we talked on the show on Friday about after the, the collapse of the Eddie Howe deal that the next move Celtic made was vital it had to be done quickly mm. and you felt it had to be someone that was really going to appease the Celtic supporters and it just seems as if this move isn't, isn't really galvanising anyone 
I am standing here in front of you, Andrew, to give you my personal opinion. And when I read yesterday that Celtic had been tracking Ange Postacoglu for weeks, my reaction was, no, they haven't. On Friday, when Eddie Howe dropped the bombshell, Celtic then panicked. And panic has taken them to Yokohama. Thomas, do you want to come back in? Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was just panic. That's all. I said, Celtic over the back. I just, I just can't believe what's happening to this club. And I don't even know who's going to take us take us forward because it's going to be, it's going to need a major rebuild to, well, to get that team. You know what I mean? To get yeah. the team in shape. Well, that's and the Costa Coglu is not the answer. That's the biggest problem. You know, as I say, training begins on June seventeenth. Unless the man gets here by June 7, he won't be at training on June 17. Uh, so Celtic have to conduct their business and have him over here in this country within the space of one week. Having waited 13 weeks since Neil Lennon uh, lost his job in February. Uh, and it's the lack of knowledge. You know, he may be a good coach and he may have done good things in Australia and in Japan. But... This requires a major rebuild before he starts. He needs to have players out and in. He needs a goalkeeper and a back four. And all sorts of things. That If Edward goes, he'll need a striker. Etc, etc, etc. And he'll need them all in jig time. If this is the man for Celtic and Celtic want Postacoglu and it looks like it, how quickly are they going to need to get him in the door? Not only from the perspective of, you know, Pre-season training starts on the on the seventeenth of June for Celtic, but they can't afford to let this drag on. Given what happened with Eddie Howe, given what happened with Ben Davis in the January transfer window, given what happened with Fraser Forster, mm-hmm. there seems to be a bit of a theme there that there's a lot of things you know going on at Celtic, but they're trying to get someone in the door, and there's b- delays after delays, and eventually it just doesn't happen. I don't know how you do uh, your contractual negotiations uh, with a, a, a Japanese club uh, without going there. You know, when I went to the World Cup, I had to go down to London and jump on a plane and and spend 11 hours on a plane to get to uh, Japan. So somebody may have to do that and bring him back because Celtic cannot afford for this to collapse. Otherwise, they will truly be a laughing stock uh, and they have to get their business done very, very quickly. It has to be here by the weekend. Well, thank you to Thomas. Next up is John in Greenock. John, what's your thoughts tonight? Evening. See, see when I'm going to the park here, there's a, there's a lot of lovely paintings. I got uh, great Celtic men. And above it, is, there's a scene that's uh, a club like no other. Now, they'll need that scene removed and say, get it painted, say, a board like no other. Now, they come away with this name and after the boy, how he says he wasn't coming on Friday night. Uh, he was going to, he couldn't get the backroom stuff. And how they come in with a statement saying there was no vision, they didn't see any, any vision with the Celtic board, plus the transfer, there wasn't too happy with the transfer policy. The Celtic was formed in 1988 to feed the, the, the remains of the East End of Glasgow. Just to know that, that board is feeding me a load of nonsense and garbage, that's what they're doing. It's not, not even, they're not even the laughing stock of uh, uh, British Fibber, but the laughing stock of uh, Wolf Fibber just to know. I don't, think, I don't think the rest of the world is looking on to see if Ange Postacoglu goes to Celtic Park or not. But I understand your frustration, John. Uh, it also includes Dermot Desmond, uh, who after all was the one who had uh, Eddie Howe round to the house and had a chat. 
uh, you know, you're taking your eye off the ball if you allow Eddie Howe to hang on and hang on and hang on. And this talk of his coaches, these are the coaches who helped Eddie Howe relegate Bournemouth and then couldn't help the current manager of Bournemouth to bring him back up out of the championship. So why were Celtic pinning everything on Eddie Howe out of work for a year? Last known address, Bournemouth Football Club, the team he relegated. And why are they waiting for two coaches? And now the panic button's been pressed and they're having Zoom conversations with people in Yokohama. John, what do you make of the... See, if I come home and I don't do my job, right? I get into trouble, I lost a job. Need to parking, none of the directors get in, in Hampstead. Somebody must, somebody must get, take a blame for this. But you, for keep saying, you keep saying directors. Dermot Desmond is the principal shareholder and the kingmaker at Celtic Park. He was the one who brought you Martin O'Neill. He was the one who brought you Brendan Rogers. So Dermot Desmond was the one who spoke to Eddie Howe. Uh, the chief executive then and now, Peter Lawwell, for the, the first part of Eddie Howe's holding exercise. Uh, Dominic Mackay for the latter part of Eddie Howe's holding exercise. It's not directors, it's uh, two chief executives and a principal shareholder. They're to blame. How important is this appointment for Dominic Mackay? Because this is the first big decision that he's going to have to oversee if this falls through or it doesn't go well. How much pressure is going to be on him? Well, Eddie Howe wasn't started by Dominic Mackay. It was started by Peter Lowell and Dermot Desmond. But unfortunately for Dominic Mackay, who begins officially tomorrow, 1st of June, uh, he'll be left holding the baby. Uh, and unless uh, Ange Postacoglu is signed, sealed and delivered, whether he's a success or not, the deal can't fall down. Otherwise, it's a crisis at Celtic. So somebody has to get the deal over the line, first of all. And then we'll find out whether he's good, bad or indifferent. Well, thank you to John in Greener. Call 141-951-1025 is the number you need. Give us a call and you could be up next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 0141-951-1025 if you want to get us on the phone or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Kevin is on Twitter saying, is it possible that Celtic have a director of football who knows about Scottish and European football that will be responsible for much of the rebuild, leaving Postacoglu to coach? Now, it's an interesting point because people have pointed out that Yokohama... F. Marinos are part of the City Group, uh-huh. who are owned by the sort of Abu Dhabi Group. Manchester City are one of the teams heavily involved in that. Fergal Harkin, and we've heard his name for you know the last year, really being linked to Celtic in a director of football role. A lot of talk that potentially this is a, a Fergal Harkin appointment. Potentially he is behind this. He's maybe the man that's that's identified Postacoglu. Uh, well, it's very possibly true. Uh, if they want to hire Fergal Harkin then I would suggest to get him in quickly as well because the Celtic supporters can do with all the positive news they can lay their hands on so if Fergal Harkin is pulling strings inside Celtic Park he might as well come and actually work inside the building then 01419511025 Ross is next up in Pollock Ross how are you feeling about what's going on at your club at the moment? Hi guys, hi Hugh, um, hi Andrew um, Overall from Friday I'm just absolutely devastated I'm gutted that Eddie Howe is not here and 
Anybody can dress up all they want, but I think the Celtic board have let us down after time, after time again, and on Friday morning or Friday afternoon, whenever it was, the Celtic fans have been asked to renew my season ticket. I've been asked to pay £600 for a season book, and I wanted Eddie Howe, and I'm, I have the money sitting there to renew my ticket, and I'm actively not renewing my ticket because I'm not happy with the way the club are going about their business, and this guy coming in. I think it's a wrong appointment and we're going back down the same road we went down with Ronnie Dyler. It's not going to work and I, I, I think this guy will be lucky to see Christmas time. I don't think he'll last at Celtic. I don't. Ronnie Dyler, of course, his supporters would say, Ross, but he won two titles and so he did and that's unarguable. Uh, but he was also doing that at a time when the league was not as strong as it is now. Rangers weren't in it uh, and... What the next Celtic manager has to confront is a league that will be stronger again uh, than it was last season. Uh, that's why whoever it is has to come in and hit the ground running. And Ross is right. You know, if he comes in, has a bad Champions League qualification campaign, gets turned over by Rangers, then who's going to give him time then? Uh, so that's the kind of environment he's walking into. He, you know, he can have all the conversations he likes with. People who used to play in this country Until he gets here He will not Be able to appreciate it First hand And the fans Are like Ross In a kind of Rebellious mood They're not At the moment Ready to uh, Get season tickets And they do feel let down And they're entitled to feel let down Because Ross gave his money last season Knowing it was a donation Because he couldn't get inside the ground And there were thousands and thousands like him and when you trust the guardians of the club to look after your money and look after the progress of the team and they fail to do so, then of course you feel betrayed. Ross, you're obviously very frustrated. We've heard from a lot of frustrated fans uh, over the last few months. How big a job do the Celtic board have to do to get you and, and other Celtic fans that feel the same way back on board? It's a massive job and I'm... I'm a, I'm a realistic Celtic fan I've set my sights on the fact that We are going to finish second again I'm I'm setting for that Because I don't think we're going to go and challenge Rangers But it's a massive job And I think the Celtic fans were so optimistic About Eddie Howe coming in That he was going to, he was going to give us something Something positive to look forward to Come back to the stadium again But I just think This guy coming in No disrespect to, to the man himself And I'm a Celtic fan and I will continue to support my club but it's going to be hard to, to go back and watch somebody that you don't even really want to be there and as much as it pains me to say it I will eventually probably crack and I will give them the money but I just at the moment I'm just frustrated at the way we've ended up and the road that we're going down again as I say I know you touched on Ronnie Dyler winning two titles but it's going back down the same road I think and I think this is the way the Celtic fans feel and I think we'll be lucky to even get the top tier open. I do. I really do think so. Well, first of all, Ross, they have to get him here. You know, I kept saying about Eddie Howe, why can it be taking this length of time? Why did Celtic allow it to take that length of time? There should have come a period when Dermot Desmond and Peter Lovell should have thought more of themselves and their club and said, Eddie, unless you're here by tomorrow, forget it. But that day never dawned. And then Eddie... How dropped the bombshell on them uh, Now Until such times As Ange 
Postacoglu is standing outside Celtic Park having his photograph taken, it's not done. Ross, on Friday when the, the deal collapsed for Eddie Howe, did you have an avenue that you wanted Celtic to go down? Were you really unsure what the future held? Um, when, I, when I heard that Eddie Howe on Friday wasn't coming, and I, I knew that that was that finished. My next appointment, I would have... I went to with a. I know Celtic fans have said that, that they don't want him, but I would have probably went down the road a, a Frank Lampard, maybe a Jack Ross. Maybe, I know he didn't do well with Hibs, and Celtic fans will question that. But I, I think we need somebody that we know. We need that. We need. We need a name that somebody that that we can relate to. But as I think Andrew, I can't even pronounce his name. Andrew Postecoglou. Uh, Postecoglou. I, I think it's it's an, it's an it's an unknown name, and that's the problem here. Celtic are are taking a gamble. On somebody that we don't even have a clue about, and I actually had to Google him. I had never heard of him. I generally had no idea who he was. And what worries me is that if if, if he is the right guy to take the job, why is he not, why is he never been mentioned yet? Then why is he only came into the frame when Eddie Howe lost lost the job on Friday? Then why is that been? Well, and that's what worries me. Well, my interpretation of that Ross is that Eddie dropped the bombshell and Celtic thought, oh. oh. And reached out to anyone When you look at it Hugh Undoubtedly I mean We've talked about his, his credentials and, and what he's won over in Asia Despite that And despite the fact we've heard from former players And a journalist based over there And, and they're all speaking really positively about him Undoubtedly it's a risk mm. Is this the wrong time for the Celtic board To be taking a risk like this after last season? It could not have come about At a more calamitous time for Celtic Because uh, you know Rangers Winning the league by 25 points, remember. Not not a, a, a tight squeak. They won the league by 25 points. Celtic season domestically and in terms of European football was an unqualified disaster. And on top of all of this, they now have their number one target turning them down. Therefore, whether it's Postacoglu or anybody else, they know they were not first choice for the job. And I go back and I hammer the point ad nauseum because... This is where they started to go wrong. When Eddie Howe was taking that length of time, they should have said, this guy is too too hesitant for us. We need to get things done here. And then they could have used weeks and weeks and weeks in which to get the proper man after Eddie Howe and get him in. But are we supposed to believe that after 13 weeks, Eddie Howe tells them on a Friday afternoon that he's not coming and by... Saturday afternoon, we are supposed to believe that they are in advanced talks, advanced talks with someone on another continent. Well, thank you to Ross. 01419511025 is the number you need. Let's hear from someone who's played under Postacoglu. That's former Rangers midfielder Matt Mackay. You might remember him. Was at the club around 2011, 2012. He says that Postacoglu loves an all-out attack style. And he also thinks that Postacoglu will be relishing the fact that people are writing him off. He's more attacking style. Uh, it really is. It is to, to attack. And if he scores more goals, if they score seven and they score, the other team scores six, then he's happy. Um... So he's done that throughout um, at Brisbane. He doesn't. He, he's not scared. He wants to get out there and um, and take it to teams. Um, and you know, from uh, my knowledge of Scottish football, that, that's um, something that they would enjoy. Look, I understand that he's going to be uh, faced with a big challenge there. And I know that maybe people don't rate Australian football or Australian coaches, um, but he likes the challenge. And he, he, uh, trust me, he'll um, 
he'll love that people are doubting him already, um, that he's not a big enough name. Um, he'll get in there. He'll be able to, um, they obviously, at a stage, they need a massive rebuild of what happened last season um, with Rangers' dominance. So um, he'll come in uh, with that clean slate and he'll, he'll set up a team that will, um, will go close, um, but maybe not close enough. Hugh, is that attacking style that we seem to be hearing from a, a few different people at No Postagoglu, is that something that, that could potentially win Celtic fans over early on? Oh, listen, whether it's Postacoglu or Steven Gerrard or any manager in the game, results, results, results. All that matters. Uh, if he can get results while being all out attack, uh, the Celtic fans will love him. However, if the results are bad and he is happy with, oh well, we attacked well though, it won't wash here. He has to win matches consistently. Next up on the line is Craig, a Celtic fan, a first time caller. What's made you phone up tonight, Craig? Hi there, I'm listening to everybody talking to this guy, Posty and I know it's maybe a wee bit controversial, but there's one guy that everybody seems to overlook, and whether we take the job or not, it's a different matter. Uh, Barry Davis has got the best record for points per match he's at both clubs he's been at down south um, there's no issue with his credentials don't know why he's been out again for the last number of years but as far as managers goes and all this football surely he'd be the man that went to Celtic and started building the club I know Billy I like Billy but he's been out of management for years now and uh, he would be a hard sell and I'm not talking about because he used to play for Rangers that Obviously that would matter an awful lot to Celtic supporters However, if they thought they were getting a great manager Who once played for Rangers Then they would get over it But he's been out of the game for a long while now And I don't think that Dermot Desmond Dominic Mackay uh, Could sell Billy Davies to the Celtic supporters and you're right about his record His record is first class He did a terrific job in English football uh, But The optics To use the modern expression The optics of then going for someone Who hasn't been in management for three or four years The Celtic supporters I don't think would buy into that Is that a problem for the Celtic board When you look at some of the suggestions that that callers are coming up with Billy Davis who's been out of management for a long time Callum Davidson who has just finished his rookie season at St Johnston is it the fact that there's not really there doesn't appear to be that many options out oh. there is, is that a real sticking point do you think for Celtic at the moment? You know they got lucky with Brendan Rodgers he was available uh, he was willing to I imagine what he regarded as a, a retrograde step coming to Scottish football but he was willing to do it because he was of the opinion that if he took one step backwards, he one day would make two steps forward, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, but there's no one of that calibre available to Celtic right now, uh, and they have to be imaginative. But is Ange Postacoglu too imaginative? First of all, he has to get here. Secondly, he has to revamp a squad that is in serious need of refurbishment. And then he has to win matches And if he doesn't do the third one He doesn't keep the job Craig, I'm guessing by the fact that you're coming up with your own suggestion Does that mean that you're you're not convinced by Postagoglu? Never heard of the guy I think we're going down the same road that Rangers went down With Eric Coutinho and all these other unknowns uh, The Celtic will go through a number of years in the dark uh, While Rangers seem to be pushing forward and striving ahead um, When we financially should be miles ahead of them 
and all the going to do is be able to claw that back because Celtic's not reinvesting the money. Uh, regards to what you said, I'm pretty sure if you don't want for a few years to be able to pick, pick a pen up and write a good story because it's not something you forget. If you've got the ability, you've got the ability and Billy Davis has got the ability. Well, he was once quoted uh, as saying that he would take the Celtic job where it offered him but I just don't think, uh, Craig, that it's in anyone's mind to offer it to him. Uh, and the thing about people that come in, they come in sometimes at a, a good time. Right now, uh, this is a bad time to take over Celtic because they are in a state of flux and Rangers are way ahead of them. As I say, the last league table, Rangers won it by 25 points. Well, thank you to Craig in Kilmarnock. 141951-1025 if you want to get involved. Laurie is on the line in Deniston. We'll be speaking to him next. 141951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Let's get straight back to the phones because Laurie is in Deniston. Laurie, what are you making of what's going on at Celtic at the moment? Uh, firstly, good evening, Andrew, and good evening, Hugh. Hello, Laurie. I, my thoughts, Hugh, this evening are, I, and I really don't wish to be unkind to this guy, Costa Congolou, but it would be fair to say he's certainly an unknown quantity, uh, to the extent that he's probably not even a household name in his own household. Uh, we don't need the unknown quantities just now at Celtic. What we need, because we're in a mess, we need a master navigator, a guy that can steer the good ship Celtic through the troubled waters we find ourselves in just now. And for me, I, short term certainly, if I perhaps a year or two step forward, I, the blessed Martin. I, a spiritual homecoming beckons for him. I, I would suggest uh, with maybe a deputy like maybe a Damien Duff uh, or a, a Roy Keane, uh, Costa Coglu's uh, arrival, uh, if that's impending, is a very underwhelming choice. Uh, it's shades of Ronnie Delia, uh, a guy whom I remember uh, with woeful memories. He had a worse record in Europe than Napoleon or Mussolini. Uh, so we're not looking for uh, Costa Coglu. He's certainly not going to satisfy the appetites of a lot of Celtic fans. And of course, I've always stated on this programme many, many times over uh, that there is no sentiment in business and between now and the 25th of June, just over three weeks, uh, Celtic fans uh, are faced with a choice of renewing their season tickets. Now, I have renewed my season ticket. I said my two boys, uh, Young Lawrence and Matthew. Uh, others, however, I might not be prepared to do that, so there are huge financial considerations uh, your thoughts, you Again, playing the devil's advocate, Laurie With regard to unknown quantities Vim Janssen was pretty much an unknown quantity And they came in and stopped Rangers from winning 10 in a row uh, With regard to Martin O'Neill uh, There would be certainly a large element of nostalgia about that one Given that it's 21 years since Martin uh, was first appointed Celtic manager um, with regard to Damien Duff, uh, my understanding he went back to Ireland because that's the way his wife and family wanted it. I'm not sure that he'd make a quick return to Scotland. Uh, but I do take on board what you're saying, Laurie, that um, someone of Martin O'Neill's unbelievable experience 
over the short term uh, might be an idea worth pursuing. However, it would appear that Celtic have gone down the road of Ange Postecoglou and they are well down that road. It was the club who said talks were at an advanced stage. So he looks to be the man. They have to get him in by Monday of next week. Otherwise, he won't even be at the first day of training. So they have to get the, the the finger out and get their business done very, very quickly, which is not Celtic's normal way of doing things, but they have to get it done very quickly on this occasion. So I'm afraid, Laurie, that while you might pine for Martin and uh, indeed Damien Duff, uh, Roy Keane, incidentally, wouldn't touch it with a basketball. Not now he knows he's not even second choice, uh, but... They're way down the road of Postacoglu. They have got to get that one over the line or they become a laughingstock. Yeah, I, sadly I have to concur uh, with you. I, the whole situation has dragged on indecently. Personally, you, you may recall a conversation I had with you several weeks ago when I was last on the show. And I did tell you that... Uh, uh, I found Eddie Howe uh, to be a very unappealing choice. So, to me, as a Celtic fan, we've actually dodged a bullet that Eddie Howe isn't coming. Well, that may very well be the case. However, the biggest problem of all, I think, with regard to Eddie Howe is that Celtic, a club of Celtic stature, allowed themselves to be strung along by a man whose last job was at Bournemouth and they relegated them. Why they allowed themselves to be strung along for that length of time, only they know. Hugh, Laurie's saying that, you know, Postacoglu is not even a household name in his own house and we've heard a lot of people writing him off. It's happened in the past where people have written off managers or players, that you know very well with uh-huh. uh, Lubo Moravchek, that yeah. there's a chance that, that people will write him off and he come, it could come in and, and do very well. There's a chance that, that he may not. Do people need to be a bit more open-minded um, about this? You make a good point, a perfectly valid point. Um, the problem being that Celtic start off from a position of, I think chaos is probably a, a an allowable word. They have to sort out the future of so many players. There are all sorts of rumours that Christopher Ayer could be off to Newcastle United. Edward is playing tonight for the French under-21 team. Uh, no one really thinks that Edward will be at Celtic at the start of next season. Uh, as I say, they need to get a striker in They need to get a goalkeeper and an entire back four in The captain, Scott Brown, has gone The the only true leader of men at Celtic Need to get somebody in to cover that kind of responsibility So they are all over the place at the moment So if he is coming in He has to understand that he's coming into a club Who are in chaos And where there is not a lot of time uh, Available from the supporters of the club Because Celtic historically, uh, are far more volatile than that. Well, thank you to Laurie. Frank is next up in Garrow Hill. Frank, what are your thoughts tonight? Uh, good evening. Um, well, we are in a mess. And we'll be in an even bigger mess if Porsche Glue, or whatever he's called, uh, turns the job down. Uh-huh. Now, I think I've got a solution. Yeah. <clears throat> Might not be immediate, but it could be done even by... By Christmas. And the man I'm suggesting is go to Aberdeen and get Bruni back. He would be acceptable, wouldn't he? Well, you, you can't uh, run down Mr. Postacoglu because you've never heard of him and, uh, you know, he has certain managerial 
accomplishments behind him in Australia and in Japan. But again, in fairness to Scott Brown, he's gone off to learn his business on the non-playing side of the game. So you you can't then say, oh, bring him back as a manager uh, within months of leaving. That That's simply not feasible for me. Frank, is it important, you know, for the next manager? Do you want someone then that's got a Celtic connection, someone that knows the club inside out? Yes, and of course, Bruni has only gone to Aberdeen for two years at the most to come back. Because he stated a few weeks ago, he said, who wouldn't want that job? He's a shoe in for it in two years' time, regardless of who gets a job just now. That's my opinion. Well, you you put the cart before the horse there because if Ange Postacoglu comes in and is successful, then people will very quickly stop talking about Scott Brown and the the inevitability of Scott becoming the Celtic manager one day. As I say, two things. First of all, Celtic have to get this deal over the line. And getting deals over the line in recent times has not been Celtic's speciality. So they have to get Postacoglu... Whether it's a gamble or not, they have to get Postacoglu in. And once he's in, they have to see what manner of man they have on their hands because none of us can say with any authority that he will be a success or he will fail. None of us have any authority because we don't know enough about him. Well, thank you to Frank. I think we can fit one more call in. Jerry is in Colsaith. Jerry, Hi, what are you evening. thinking tonight? Good evening, Hugh. It's a long time for I spoke to you. Hi there, Jerry. Um, this whole thing with Postle. I read about an internet today that uh, Postle has now got the badges for the job. Yeah, well, that uh, was. Uh, it, it, it would luck, it'd be lucky if we get the work permit here. Well, we'll take that point first of all, Jerry, because I'm not sure about the work permit side of things, Hugh. But there is talk that he doesn't have the relevant UEFA uh-huh. licenses and, and coaching badges at the moment. That shouldn't be too much of a stumbling block I think Steven Gerrard was in a similar position because he was very early in his coaching career when he took over at Rangers but as long as you've got the right people in your backroom staff that have the relevant coaching badges like Steven Gerrard did with Michael Beale you're okay to take over the job I assume that uh, whoever works with uh, Ange Postacoglu at uh, Yokohama uh, will be either of Japanese extraction or Australian extraction uh, and they may not have the, the badges either. So Celtic will need to have someone, probably on the premises right now, who does have the relevant badges. They will have to have that person kept there to work with Postacoglu because that will get you round that problem. Jerry, how important do you think that is for Postacoglu if he comes in to, to have someone that knows the Scottish game, that, that knows Celtic to help him out? The, 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 the fella Harkin, as they call him, that, that from Manchester City, he's supposed to have a, a like a encyclopedia of, of people. He'll know plenty of people, but you know, um, I, I'm, I, I'm like you. I, I lost all faith in the board when um, we missed out on John McGinn. I thought John McGinn was an absolute shoe in for Celtic Park, and um, they, they, they potted about and potted about, and they lost him. And uh, ever since then, I, I've lost all faith in this book. I can't understand. I, I was um, I, I was one Eddie Howe to come, but I would never have given Eddie Howe that length of time. And I, I, I used to work in at Celtic Park, and some of my mates in there told me months ago that Steve Clark was a shoe in. I haven't heard anything about Steve Clark. Well, that's the problem, though. You know, everyone has. Uh, 
Everyone can assure me or Andrew or anybody else that they know what's happening. Only two people know what's happening. Dermot Desmond's one of them. It was Peter Lawwell. Tomorrow it will be Dominic Mackay. Uh, people who work inside Celtic Park aren't in the know. They just happen to work inside Celtic Park. Only two people know. Uh, so we are in a position where Postacoglu has to get here by Monday. Then isolate for 10 days And then meet his new squad Which will be broken up instantaneously By players going out It is a high, high risk But it's the only opportunity that Celtic have left now Well thank you to Jerry in Kilsyth And thank you for all your calls tonight and tweets as well This story has a lot of legs in it I'm sure we'll be talking about it for the full week So make sure to get involved on the phones Throughout the week, every weeknight from 6 o'clock I'll be back tomorrow night with Gordon DL But make sure to stick around because Meg McHugh is up next